Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio as we continue our series in the book of Revelation. We're looking at chapters 17 and 18, what is described as Mystery Babylon the Great. I'll begin again by reading a few verses from the beginning of chapter 17. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who is seated upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and with the wine of whose fornication the dwellers on earth have become drunk. And he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and bedecked with gold, jewels, and pearls. On her head was written a name of mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of harlots and of the earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I marveled greatly. But the angel said to me, why marvel? Revelation 17 and 18 make me uncomfortable. And I'll explain as we get towards the end of this episode today why. But here are some identifications of what we're talking about. Again, this imagery is designed for the seven churches and for the church today to shock us out of our complacency, out of deception, and into faithfulness to Christ. The great harlot obviously has flashy, alluring appearance. And when it says the great harlot is seated on many waters, that means lots and lots of people throughout the world are sucked in by her attractive looks. And when it says the wine of fornication, the dwellers on earth, that's the unfaithful, become drunk, and by doing so, they lose both their reason and their morals and end up doing dumb things like people who are inebriated do. They can't perceive the destructive course that they have chosen. And Revelation chapter 18 goes on with great descriptions of extreme wealth. That's part of the characterization of this Babylon the Great. It says, for all nations have drunk the wine of her impure passion, just like it says in chapter 17, the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, they have bound themselves to her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich with the wealth of her wantonness. So here is what these two chapters are teaching, and there's an excellent summary in the Navarre Bible, a Catholic study Bible, which I recommend. And it says this, the beast represents political power opposed to Christ and his church, while the whore represents the empire 
as a socio-economic and cultural whole that is corrupt and displeasing to God. Just as the woman of Revelation chapter 12 represents the people of God and the bride of the Lamb, the whore represents human society that is closed to and in rebellion against God. Now, here is my equation for what is going on in these chapters and what goes on in societies where there's extreme wealth. There's the prosperous abundance plus lust for sensuous pleasure. And when you have those two combined, it equals false religion and a godless empire. And Babylon's promise of this abundant wealth intoxicates the nations and unites them at a fundamental level with Babylon's evil nature. And it's so easy to corrupt with an extreme lust for wealth. You know, you read about Sodom and Gomorrah, their sexual immorality in the book of Genesis, but you know that Sodom is also condemned in the book of Ezekiel? And Ezekiel says this in chapter 16, Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, and we'll see in a moment why this applies to Babylon, abundance of food and prosperous ease, but did not aid the poor and the needy. They were haughty and did abominable things. In other words, this was a very prosperous agricultural society that produced an abundance of wealth, and it corrupted the people. You know, the crazy abuse situation that's going on in the Catholic Church right now. I've read some of the stories behind the stories that we're reading, behind the headlines that we're reading about, and some of the clergy, like sodomite clergy or covering up for them, uh, some of these Catholic hierarchy has had gourmet chefs, sh- sh- chauffeured Mercedes, multi-million dollar homes. Uh, one wanted a red carpet rolled out of his Mercedes limo every time he stopped someplace. You know, uh, high office brings with it high temptation. And a wise Catholic recently said to me, you know, for their welfare, not as any kind of law or imposition, but the higher the office in the church, perhaps the simpler the lifestyle should be chosen. In Revelation 17, we read about this mystery Babylon. It's called Babylon the Great. In chapter 16, verse 19, we read about Great Babylon. And chapter 18, verse 2, we read Fallen, Fallen is Babylon the Great. Now, this greatness of Babylon the Great they, this reference comes from Daniel chapter 4, and in Daniel chapter 4, we have a statement by King Nebuchadnezzar. He was the world emperor. This is the Babylon the Great was the first world empire, and he said in chapter 4, is not this great Babylon which I have built by my mighty power? And it says, while the king's words were still in his mouth, God said to him, the kingdom has departed you, and you'll be driven among men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts, 
And basically, his fingernails and hair grew long. He ate grass like a wild animal, and God removed his reason. Because any time someone like Nebuchadnezzar starts exalting themselves with pride, they have the self-assurance of their great, dominant, godless empire, God removes reason. And you might ask yourself, why are people doing certain things in our society? It, it just makes no sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And part of the judgment upon Babylon the Great back then, as well as contemporary society where this goes on, is a loss of reason. Now, I'm going to give you what, in my estimation, is the key to this chapter. Because a lot of people try to think, well, who are these 10, ten kings and and all these commentaries list their various theories on which 10 kings in the Roman Empire this was. And I just don't know about that because it says in verse 12, the 10 kings received their authority as kings for one hour. Have you ever heard of any time in the Roman Empire where you had 10 kings for an hour or even an hour each? It's ludicrous. This is obviously symbolic language saying for a short period of time. And if, and if the hour is just metaphorical for a short period of time, so may the number of 10. It could be 12 or 20. That, that doesn't make any difference. Here's, I think, the we'll uncover this. It says, John, when he saw Mystery Babylon, he marveled. But the angel said to him, why marvel here? It's easy to see, looking back on the evilness of the Babylonian Empire or Medo-Persia or Greece, and Catholics tend to give the Roman Empire a free pass and they shouldn't be doing this. It was a satanically fueled empire. Yes, we learned many wonderful things on how to run a government from them, but make no mistake, this was an evil empire opposed to the empire of Christ. And why the angel said, why are you marveling, is that it's not just back in Daniel chapter 4 of Babylon the Great, but it was right there in John's day. And it's right here in our day. And if you're marveling the fact, well, whoa, 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 where is it? Well, follow the descriptions. I said, this stuff makes me kind of nervous, makes me uncomfortable. Why? Well, if you look in Revelation 18, all it's talking about is a world empire that simply has the great prosperity, wealth in abundance, and it turns into corruption. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a post-World War II guy. And since World War II, as a result of whatever circumstances in the world, the United States has become the most powerful and prosperous empire in the history of humanity. There's never been anything like it. I grew up, and I love growing up, in the golden age of American prosperity. And a middle-class American has more creature comforts than King Nebuchadnezzar had, who thought he was so great that God turned him into an animal for a while. But you know what? All that abundance, uh, and, you know, I lived in this golden age, but since the 60s, whatever goodness we had as a result of this blessings has been turned upside down, and it's been going down straight ever since. 
yeah, Revelation 17, 18 makes me kind of comfortable, uncomfortable, I should say, because you read in chapter 18, the kings of the earth that were aligned with this world system, the merchants were weeping and mourning where the saints were going, all right, that's the end of that. Well, you know, if the U.S. would lose its economic dominance and prosperity, I would be weeping and mourning like those in this chapter, and they're not the good guys weeping and mourning. Why is that? Well, you know, sometimes you watch a movie, and it's a movie featuring a bunch of crooks, and by the end of the movie, you're hoping the crooks don't get caught by the police and such. You know, that's kind of, it plays with your head. And we're living in the most abundant prosperity for the average person that the world has ever seen. And if John marveled in the first century about something that happened in the ancient world that was still there, took on different names, it took on different forms, don't kid yourself. It's here in our world today. Um, And we need to be aware, just like this is trying to shock us, you don't want to go with the flow that There is a world system, and it's growing, and now we have a lot of independent sovereign states, but it's going to morph into, just like it's predicted in here, some type of unified religious, economic, and political system run by the Antichrist, the ultimate beast, kind of a uh, reincarnation, so to speak, of Nebuchadnezzar and every evil ruler since then. So basically... Ask yourself, why am I marveling at all this? I need to read these pages quite regularly. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 116 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.